Hey, Camp Kids, welcome back to the Camp Kids podcast. I'm your host, Joe Bob, and I'm on a mission to bring together a community of camp people from all around the world. Whether you are currently in your camp career or it's been a while since you've been at camp, when you're with us, you're at home. Today, you all are in for a really big treat because we are meeting Bethany, also known as Brit in the Six. When I first started social media accounts for the Camp Kids podcast, she was one of the first people to find me, and I have been amazed to see all of the great content that she provides. Bethany has her own blog, podcast, travel journal, and many other resources that specialize in how a camp newbie can make a smooth transition into camp life. Today, we talk about her camp experience and how she goes about her mission to help others, especially new international staff, how they can also belong into the camp community. So without further ado, let's hear it from Bethany. Bethany, thank you so much for coming on to the Camp Kids podcast. Can you tell us who you are and where you're speaking to us from today? Hi, I'm Bethany. I am Brit in the Six, and I am coming to you today from Toronto, Canada. Ooh, very fancy. I have not been to Toronto, so I definitely have to add that to my bucket list for sure. Oh, for sure. Tell us a little bit about your camp background experience. I know you mentioned in the information you sent me that you got started in 2013. So I would love for you to share that with our listeners. Oh, for sure. So I am originally from England and I needed to do a summer job because nowhere in my hometown was hiring people just for the summer. I was like, well, I need a way to earn money. So I literally jumped on Google and was like, some like summer jobs abroad and summer camps came up in America. And I was like, okay, I feel like I could do this. I really wanted to travel to America. So why not with stone and like go and try and get a job out there. So this was winter 2012 going into the summer of the 20, 2013 season. And I got hired at a jobs fair and I got a job at a specialist overnight camp, gymnastics camp, had an amazing summer, met some amazing people and left feeling like, okay, that was amazing. Final year at university. Then I was like getting a little bit of like the travel bug itch, getting a little itch of I want to go back, but maybe I want to experience a little bit more of a traditional summer camp experience. So I was searching online, where else do they do summer camp? In my brain, my naive brain, I was like, well, I've done America, check, where else can I go in the world? (laughs) So I went online and I found that Canada also does summer camps. So again, I went through an agency and put out my resume on there and Camp Walden in Ontario reached out to me and I got hired. It was like, okay, that was amazing. Like now let's go off into the big wide world and get quote unquote a real job. Like a lot of us do, we miss camp a lot. And I was lucky enough that my job situation in the UK and be able to go back to summer camp for 2015. So this summer will be my 10th summer at the Canadian summer camp in Ontario. And I'm very, very lucky. Oh my goodness. You are a seasoned camp person. (laughs) That is incredible. And congratulations on achieving a decade of experience. Did you have any camping experience prior to coming over to the States in 2013? 
None whatsoever, because in England, the closest thing that I've come in contact with was like an end of year, your school friends to an outdoor education center. And you go there and you do some fun activities and you stay over in a youth hostel and then you come home the next day. And that was all really that I had experienced. The only other exposure I had was like from film and TV where you see it up there and you're like, oh my God, that looks really cool. Oh my goodness. Like, wow, I can't believe people do that year on year. And now <laughs> look at me. We don't have anything like it. So 2013 was my first ever experience of summer camp in general, but overnight camp as well. Did you have any yeah. other experience in working with kids or youth development before you started working at summer camps? Yeah, so I was growing up, I was very heavily into performing arts and into dance. So growing up, I would be like a dance assistant for the younger classes. I also volunteered at local schools as I had to go on like a trip or anything like that. I was that volunteer person in the community. So I had been around children. I never really was in the situation of having to look after and be responsible for children 24-7. That was something brand new that you kind of have to learn on your feet when you're a first time. But I'm still here to tell the tale. <laughs> yes, you are with awesome different types of experiences too. Speaking mm -hmm. of your experience, I would love to hear about all of the positions that you've held as a camp staff person. My first summer in the States, I was a dance technician coach. I was working just purely with the female campers. That was really, really fun and a really unique experience working with ex-Olympians and the coaching staff and the Australia Junior National Team came and trained with us for three weeks. So that was really, really fun. Then in the Canadian camps, a theater specialist. So we put on shows for the different age groups and put them on in front of camps. So we put on four shows that year. I had worked as a dance and fitness specialist. What it says on the tin, like producing dance shows, doing dance periods and fitness periods for children seven to 16. And then I actually became the head staff of that specialist area of dance and fitness. So I was working with a group of staff underneath me and I did that for two years also. I also was a unit head for kids age nine to 11. So I was the counselor's point of call. I was the campus point of call. I was living in like our unit so we have little villages at our camp where all of the kids age 9 to 11 live so I lived in that unit as well so I was always around and then now um, for the past five years I have been on the leadership team at Camp Walden so I am in discussions in the off season about staffing during the summer I'm at the top level looking over the age range of 9 to 11 year olds and making sure the staff are well looked after the children are well looked after and I am that Asian point between parents and camp. So if they get a letter home and they feel a bit, oh, I'm not sure, they get on the phone or they email camp and I am the person that they talk to. I'm sort of the 
detective for the parents to make sure everything's all good. Maybe they wrote that in the heat of the moment, but now three days have passed and what they wrote in the letter is no longer relevant and life rolls on, <laughs> um, which is more often than not the case. And so has been there have been my roles at camp. I've also worked the shoulder months at the Canadian camp, meaning we hire out our site for events, for conferences, for school grad trips, for music festivals, weddings, you name it, we've done it. And so I've worked those as the staff member and also as an assistant director. So I've done a lot of different jobs. I know the people that you need to talk to when to get stuff done, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I mean, my experience and a lot of my listeners' experience mostly is in scout camps or in YMCA Mm. camps. And they have their very own ways of, you know, structuring camp. And so hearing about more specialized locations and how are operated and run is very 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 interesting it's similar like like when yeah. I'm thinking about my camp career I'm like okay that's what I would relate it to like unit counselor or program director or something like that mm. but it's different when you are able to specialize in just one thing which 100%. you don't see a lot about in kind of the camps that encompass scouts and other youth development organizations you kind of have For to sure. spread your program really thin you tell know? us about your current camp camp Walden how does it set apart from like other camps and what, what makes you guys so special? I would have to say the community, and I'm sure every camp say that, but the community of the camp make it very special. Yes, the location is beautiful. And yes, the sunsets over the lake are amazing. And just the greenery and lushness of where you are, it's pretty, but that's nothing if you don't like the people around you. They are the people that you lean upon and I lean upon all year round. You get a sense, even if you meet people that went to Walden before you even worked there, you still have that connection. And I find that really special about summer camp. And that's something I've never experienced ever before. And I don't think I'll ever experience ever again. The fact that you can bond over the same traditions, even though they went to the camp 10 years prior than you even did, but you still have that camaraderie and you still have that love for a place, a passion for a place. And that's really special. And the fact that I flew across the world to come into this community and even after one summer, I was like, okay, like I'm a part of this community now. I can relate to all of these traditions and I've have this experience now within me and I can tell a story about my year that first year that I went and how I felt in that moment and I think that's really truly special but I'm sure every camp has that every camp has those traditions every camp has those values and those morals And it really does bond you. It really does give you just that sense of, I belong. I belong here. And in today's day and age, in today's world outside those camp gates, not everybody feels that way. But it's special that people can come to camp and find 
that they belong. That's beautifully put. Thank you so much for sharing that. So when campers are signing up to come to Camp Walden, I know that you Mm -hmm. mentioned you were like a theater specialist. Do they come to do specialized camps or do they kind of come to just get the typical camp experience? So we are very much like a traditional co-ed overnight camp where we have a full schedule of periods a day where every specialty gets scheduled to every specialty throughout the week. On top of that, for one hour a day, we have something called open specialties where every specialty in camp is open and every camper in camp can choose what they want to do. You get the best of both worlds. So for me, as a theater specialist, we had periods a day where we would rehearse for the next show that's coming up. But when we had an open specialty, it could be painting sets, it could be picking out costumes, it could be making props, could just be singing along and dancing with us or learning the choreography for the show. They could come in and enjoy that with us. And every specialty has something different. And it is truly unique. It is really fun. Yeah, the American camp I went to, we were specialized in gymnastics. And that's what they did. They came to camp for gymnastics. And the other recreational, like traditional camp stuff, like your rock climbing wall, your swimming, um, your tennis, like all of those like recreational camp stuff, the fire fire pit chills and that type of thing was kind of like open specialties for two hours in the afternoon as kind of like a get out of the gym, enjoy camps type of thing. So I've had like both ends of the spectrum experience. You did say that this is your 10th summer going back to camp. Are you one of the most seasoned people at your camp or do you have a lot of other people that have also put in the same amount of time or more at camp as well? We are a very large camp at Walden. We are over 500 campers and over 200 staff members. So we are a large scale camp and you could be a first year staff member, been at that camp for 10 years because you started Mm -hmm. all the way back when you were seven years old. On the flip side, we have people that have been doing that have been coming since they were seven, have been coming all the time. And now there's teachers. So they have the summers off and now they're part of our senior staff at camp as well. And they've been here for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. It's really cool in the fact that we have this array of experience across all levels of camp because people can draw on their own experience of when I was a camper, this tradition was just starting out. Or when I was a camper, we had this tradition, but I'm so happy it's coming back now. As well as younger staff members that are coming up. Hey, I've been here for 10 years, but I'm now on staff. I want to do this that a counselor did with me when I was eight years old. And they bring their own personal experiences And pairing them with an international staff member is a really great blend. You have the common knowledge. You are like a little bit more mature. You, that's kind of like the vibe of our staff. And it's really, it's great because on all levels, somebody that has been there before, who has walked in your shoes and you, and you can relate to them no matter what the situation is. 
Yeah, that's incredible that you're able to have that big of a staff and to be able to kind of guide people as they're getting ready to start their camp careers, if they're international Mm -hmm. or if they are just starting off as a staff member. Because it definitely, as you mentioned, you have a lot of campers that come up and become a staff member, but I'm sure that there still is a bit of a shift going from the camper mindset to the staff member mindset. So that's great that you can kind of guide everybody throughout the process. Since you've had experiences working in camps in the United States and in Canada, what are some of the biggest differences that have stood out to you now working at facilities at both? The American camp, the campers went all the way up to the age of 18. Me as a 20-year-old working with an 18-year-old and they're a camper, it was very much like, oh, just the differences between just the way that the camps are made up, that's like a really big difference in my eyes, especially as a newcomer coming into this camp bubble. I find that the Canadian camp was more about developing you as a person rather than a staff member. But because I found at the American camp with my experience, it was very much like, you're here to do a job. This is the job. It's black and white. Whereas in Canada, I find it was very much also here to like help you develop life skills and help you develop you into the person you want to be and will help you do that. So two different camps, how different they were, because I guess the black and whiteness of the American camp reflects gymnastics. There's a winner, there's a loser. So with hindsight, I understand why the American camp experience I had was very much like that. I'm sure there's camps in America, I'm sure, that have the same supportive environment. And I'm sure there's many of those situations in America as well. Just my personal experience wasn't like that. No, I fully agree with you. My resident camp tenure was from the years of 2011 to 2018. And it was very much like that, even in the Midwestern part of the United States. My camp experience looks a little different now as it doesn't have to do with resident camp, but it still is very much like that. I would at least through my experience as well, you're, you're really there to do the job. They're, they're, there training you on how to be the best person at your job. And I think you're right. I think that camps that do run like that would definitely benefit on a paradigm switch of focusing on the human and developing the Mm -hmm. whole person than trying to teach someone to a set of skills and only measuring them based off of that. So yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that you brought that up. That is very similar to my experience as well. I've got two people. One of them was an international staff member. He came a few years prior to me when I looked at them on the first day that I came to camp, I was like, wow, you're really like, you know, everybody, even though you're from the UK, like, how do you do that? And they kind of took me under my wing that first year. They kind of like said, oh, come out to the campfire after lights out. We all chill there while the campers are asleep and come out to the campfire and just come and chill rather than going to sleep, come out and chill. Um, and really like broke me out of my shell because I really suffered a lot from culture shock my first year at the Canadian camp. So they really, really helped me to become one with the camp culture, become one with getting to know 
people outside of my specialty, outside of my cabin, because I wouldn't have seen the camaraderie and the friendships and the relationships of staff that side. So they're definitely one inspiration. Another inspiration at camp that I found a very, very good friend of mine, he also didn't grow up at Walden, but he'd been at Walden for many, 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 many years. And he was well-respected, looked up to. He was the person that would say yes to anything. He'd be like, camp needs something. Yeah, I'll, I'll do that for you. I'll, I'll get that for you. If you were like having a rough day, they always check in for you and make sure you're okay. And he would do that for his campers as well. And he's just a very special soul. And he would go out of your way to make sure you're having the best day. He would always make sure that you were happy and that even if you're having a rough day, he would pick you back up. And he would always think of you, like if you went out for a day off and come back in, he would like get a little treat or something for you or get something to say, I was thinking of you. And he's just an inspiration every day to be like, okay, be a little bit more human, think about other people, make sure they're okay. He's very, truly special. Oh, that's so sweet. It looks like your camp does not use camp names or nicknames. So you guys go by your first names at camp or do you have any sort of thing that you use while you're there? Yeah, so we just very much use our own names at camp. We're not really a nickname type of people. And that's just because people have been coming as campers and they use their they use their own names mm-hmm. as a camper. So everybody just keeps their own name. And so people call me Bethany, people call me Beth. If they grew up in the same cabin with other people that have the same name as them, they may go by a nickname and that nickname sticks with them the whole camp career. Like yeah. they will never refer back to their own name. And that happens a lot with people that is like called Matthew, Zach. Like there's always like that, that name that that year, everybody was called. What is the most important lesson that you've learned from camp? Sounds controversial, but it's to have an opinion and to be sure you voice your opinion. And what I mean by that is like, it can go so many different avenues, but if you're not who you truly are, you might not get the full experience out of camp. And that goes with life as well. Like if you're not truly jump two feet in and say, I truly believe in this, or actually I don't believe in what happening is right. Stand up for your own beliefs. And that's what we try and get all of our campers to do, right? To jump in two feet and to be vulnerable and open up. To jump in two feet in a new job or a friendship or beliefs or morals or my opinions in all honesty not being so wishy-washy I'd be like I don't want to do that actually um so I'm not gonna go thank you for sharing that yeah. nobody else has shared that yet oh did. you're yeah. welcome <laughs> I would love to mm-hmm. hear your funniest camp story oh <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, there's a lot to pick from. So it's my first summer at the Canadian camp. I am living with 12-year-olds, 13-year-old girls, and our living situation, we're in cabins, in wooden cabins, and we have a wash house over the road. So we do have to like go out, put shoes on to go over to the wash house where sinks, showers, and toilets are. There was a sickness bug going around the camp. And of course, the campers named it the plague. <laughs> because you didn't want to catch the plague. Oh no, you don't want to be sick. Oh, you don't want to miss a day of camp. Sickness bug was was rife. It was coming out of both ends. It was classic camp stuff, right? And Ooh. it's really, really rough. At our camp, we have something called Visitor's Day, where halfway through the summer, we open up our camp gates to let parents and siblings and grandparents come up and visit their camper. So we're getting ready. You do a big cabin cleanup. We're making the cabin look amazing and everything is spotless, right? Nobody's sick. Everybody's great. Our cabin looks beautiful. There's three staff members, 15 campers, but it looks spotless. We're really happy with our thing. Everyone goes to sleep. In the middle of the night, I hear bang, 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 bang. I'm like, what is happening? And I hear someone run out of the cabin. And I'm like, oh my God, what is happening? What, what's going on? I go to outside the campers who were sleeping on the top bunk so they jumped down off their top bunk and that was the first bang they ran through the cabin flung out through the front door trying to make it to the washroom and they couldn't reach and vomited all beautiful oh. clean porch that we just cleaned all the shoes were nicely lined up all everything was hung there was nothing on the washing line and just chaos it was carnage on that porch carnage so I'm like I'm the only one awake I'm like oh my god everything will be okay like trying to calm this camper down they're getting upset because we just cleaned and it's visitor's day and she doesn't want to be sick on visitor's day so I'm like okay I'll get the hose everything's all good you go to the bathroom and clean yourself up in case you need to throw up again and the hose doesn't reach the porch oh. it's like six foot too short and I'm like what is happening it's dark it's pitch black how how am I meant to do this I have no idea so in my state I get a garbage bag and I fill it up with the hose over to the porch and then cut a hole in the bottom of the garbage bag and try and make like a disposable hose out of it and try and wash the vomit through the cracks of the wood. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my God, this is gross. <laughs> and I'm trying to do this. As I'm doing this, people are waking up, people are trying to help. And I'm like trying to do it. More and more people come with like garbage bags of water <laughs> or buckets of water. <laughs> and then as morning comes, vomit got on the shoes. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> people are coming in three hours. There's vomit on people's shoes. And we're like, okay, we're gonna have to bag them up and take them to laundry. Close <laughs> them down. But it was so funny. Like the the camper felt awful, but you just had to laugh. It was either you had to laugh or you had to cry. 
it's one of those moments that I'm like, well, we've cleaned up sick together. We're buddies for life now. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So that was, that is one of the funniest things because like you just had to laugh or cry. It was just one of those where it's like, you, of course, the irony of camp, the one time that you like do a proper deep clean up that something like this happened. And I still talk to the campers that were in that cabin now, 10 years later, and they still recall that story. And we laugh <laughs> about it and we joke about it. And we're like, oh my God, do you remember when that happened? Um, so yeah, it's definitely one for the books. It was very, very funny. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah, you gotta laugh, you gotta cry, and you gotta try not to vomit at the same time. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Breathe through your mouth. Breathe through your mouth. (laughs) Oh man. Camp is just it is so ironic. Like it's yeah, like as soon as you clean things up, they're gonna get even dirtier than they were before. My gosh. Yeah. This last weekend I was working at one of our program centers and I was talking with a staff member and she was like, I don't do spiders. And I was like, well, I don't do mice. I'll do spiders. You do mice. We open up the archery shed and lo and behold, not one mice, but two. It's mommy and daddy. You want to know how we know what mommy is actively giving birth. (gasps) Like right there in front of the equipment that we need. So we're calling the ranger. Ranger doesn't pick up. We're calling our boss. And she's like, we'll just try and leave mom right there. I'm like, right, but we need to do slingshots. And they're behind mom. <laughs> just like, it's like camp just is so ironic. It's like, it wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have said, I don't like mice. It ended up fine. Like mom relocated, you know, in mid labor yeah. with all the mice and ended up being fine but still it's like the camp gods or whatever just they have to throw that stuff on the top (laughs) so true I feel like whenever somebody mentions that they don't like a creature in the wilderness it just comes out of nowhere and it's kind of like you called you wanted me and we're like no (laughs) go away exactly it's like, right. oh, I heard I heard my name it's like no bye see you later when I think about my camp experience never did I think that I would blank that I would have to stay awake all hours of the night waiting for people to put out their fire Ooh, I feel like there's a story there <laughs> it's just I found this a lot with when we would do rentals at on our site because they're grown-ups, they're adults, they've come here maybe for a work conference, maybe for a company team building, maybe for a wedding. And they just think, wow, this is a really cool site. Can't believe this is a summer camp, right? So people are like awake, they're chatting, there's fire. And you're like, every building is made out of wood. Every <laughs> building is yeah. made out of wood oh my goodness and they're just like making a s'more having a drink doing what they do and I'm like okay I'm gonna have to stay awake I'm not gonna be able to sleep till I know every fire is out it's just gonna be one of those things so that's one. Oh, I have a second one never would I ever think that I would have to 
direct a Tinder date off the property. <gasps> oh my not, goodness. Not my Tinder date. Not my personally <laughs> one. But somebody <laughs> that would have been a <laughs> turn up for the books. Um, but somebody drove into camp and was like, I matched with somebody on Tinder. So I came, I came to come and come and meet them. And we're like, uh sorry this is a summer camp we're technology free whoever swiped wasn't from here it might have been from neighbors but so i'm gonna have to escort you off the property now (laughs) i'm like what gosh that's hilarious that was that's a good one those are pretty good ones too (laughs) oh my gosh what's yours oh my gosh Ooh, i've not been asked Let's see. When I think about my camp experience, funny first, when I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would rip my pants on the first day of camp and um, (laughs) sentimental. When I think about my camp experience, never did I think that I would still be doing camp at this point in my life and have a career at the same time. So I teach year round music education in Kansas City, Missouri. Um, I have we have been in Kansas City for almost a year. And with teaching year round, obviously you can't really do the whole summer camp residential experience. And unfortunately in the Midwest and in the Girl Scouts, a lot of residential camps have closed over the past five years. So resident camp is Mm -hmm. at least in the organization that I love and work for is not quite as prevalent as it used to be about five or 10 Mm -hmm. years ago. So when I moved to Kansas city, I had actually been out of the resident camp experience for a while. I didn't do it for about mm, five years, I would say. And then I saw that the Girl Scouts in my area do day camps and they hire staff to work on weekends and nights and day camp over the summer. And so I applied and I was like, oh my gosh, wait, I was like, you're going to pay me to come on the weekends. You're going to pay me to sleep (laughs) on the weekends. And you're going to pay me a decent wage. <laughs> They're like, yeah, we will. <laughs> I was like, sign me up. So I'm working with like <laughs> an 18 year old and like, and I'm like, guys, you don't even know how good this is. Like, <laughs> this is awesome. So yeah, Love it. that I would be able to like have a career as a music educator and also work at camp at the same That's time. That's amazing. Where did you move from? Most recently, just about an hour and a half south of Kansas City. Speaking of real world stuff, my next yeah. question for you is going to be, what do you do when you're not at camp? He isn't great, then I'm not going to thrive. So that's high up on my priority list, personally for me. But prior to that, when I lived in the UK, I was a professional singer-dancer and used my musical theater and dance degree, did that in the off times. And that's why I could be able to go to camp every summer when I lived in the UK. I feel like we need to mention you also have a blog and a podcast and everything that keeps you very busy. Would you you mind telling our listeners about that as well? Back in 2019, I created a blog and an Instagram page called Brit in the Six, expat here in Toronto from the UK. And I just really wanted to share my knowledge about being a first-time international staff member at camp. So that's what the blog did for me. It allowed me to put my experience down on the page 
And that's what the Instagram page did for me as well. But then COVID hit and I couldn't actually help anyone for a whole year. So I was using it to just really fuel the flames of keeping that camp spirit alive. I still write blog posts and it has evolved now into a podcast, which is bits and pieces for the summer camp newbie. And again, it comes from the same morals of, I was an international camp counselor and there were certain things that I was like, why didn't anybody tell me about this? And it's because they've been coming to camp since they were seven. It's part of their DNA, it's part of their nature, but they don't think that new to camp people don't know it. It's like a naivety. There's just something that I wanted to shape them and be like, somebody should have told me this. So that's basically the premise of Bits and Pieces and Britain the Six. And I love it. I love the community of the social media side. Like the fact that we met through it is amazing. And I love like when people go, oh my goodness, I'm so happy I found you. I'm so happy that you're telling me like the things that the camp agencies don't really want to say because they don't want to be like, everything's all sun and roses. They don't want to say, actually, the first week is going to be really rough or actually it might be a little bit tougher to make friends because everybody's been friends for 10 years plus and they have history and you feel like you have to binge watch a reality TV show to know all the drama or why that person doesn't like that person and why those people are best friends and you like have to play catch up at times. So that's what my podcast is all about. It's very, very fun. And that's what my blog is all about and my socials. So it's very much if you like Summer Camp, which all of you do, because why would you be listening to this if you didn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would definitely enjoy my content and find it very relatable. A hundred percent agreed. If not for the only reason of you're going to be working with someone who is new to this experience and you mm -hmm. should know how to be able to walk them through it too. And you 100%. should be able to give them good tips. You should be able to help guide them so that they will have the most successful summer of their life. Because you're right. Like I started this podcast for camp kids, like people, you know, who have been in it for a while, grown up in the camp environment, but also mm -hmm. like it's our job to make sure that this consistently is an open community and a loving place where anyone can feel accepted. So yeah. I love that you promote that content. And it also comes, at least when I consume it, I learn so much as mm. a camp person just on how to be better. <laughs> yeah, well, that's and what I've been getting. <laughs> like, that's a lot of camp directors have reached out and been like, oh my goodness, I've never thought about it in that way. I've hired international staff members for the first time this year thank you so much. I now know how to approach a subject or I now know, oh, I need to do this for them. I say this a lot. If you do it for a first time camper, why wouldn't you do it for a first time staff member? It just goes hand in hand. It's a lot of, it's my biggest passion and it's great that I'm able to be creative in that way because I found that after I finished dancing and finished performing that I needed a creative outlet and that's what Britain the Six has done for me. I'm very proud that that's where it's led me to. Oh my gosh, yes. Oh, I'm so glad you shared all of that. 
And this next question is more from my curiosity than anything else. Mm. But have you thought about going into like the professional camp environment and like teaching classes on this or creating like an online course so that camp directors can have this kind of insight material to like be more informed for their staff members or anything like that? Could definitely be down the line. I say never say never. But it definitely has not been on my radar as of yet because in personally in my life I have just gotten permanent residency for Canada so <gasps> congratulations that's thank huge. you thank you thank you so like a lot of my time was dedicated to that to be honest I'm sure many many camp directors it is a resource that they would love and I know that there are many summer camp agencies out there probably could do it however their job already is amazingly but it's time consuming so I understand why the people in that side of the professional development world haven't done it yet so never say never I just think it's an untapped market that you have already Mm -hmm. tapped into beautifully and I think camp directors and camp professionals would benefit from having some training on this Mm -hmm. and being able to either have you facilitate it or you teach them how to facilitate that you create such a loving and open environment. And I think it just needs to be spread all over the place. Thank you. For sure. <laughs> Thank so. you. Appreciate it. What is your favorite camp song? We sing it at, on our final night at camp when the whole camp is silent and we light like a double you on just the camp director and a guitarist is like there at the front playing it. Do, 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 do. Okay, that's all I've got. But that's that's my favorite comes up. <laughs> that's my favorite comes up. I love that. Well, I was looking on Camp Walden's website earlier, and I saw mm. on there you guys have your very own unique camp songs, like that are just Camp Walden songs. And I thought that that was like super cool that you guys offered that. My next question is, what is your favorite camp meal? For breakfast, it would have to be Danishes. Like the pastry swirls with the icing on top. Mm. My favorite would have to be chicken burgers. Because oh, it just Ooh. it just hits the spot. Do you know what I mean? They're so good. And they come with like chips on the side. By chips, I mean crisps for any internationals that are listening. <laughs> like North American chips. Um, <laughs> um, and it just, you know it's a good day when there's chicken burgers on the menu. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, yeah. I have actually a, quite a high UK population that listens to my podcast. So oh, really? Yeah, a pretty big hub of international staff that that I've met through one of my camps in Iowa that I'm associated with, and they've been sharing it. So what is your favorite camp tradition? It would have to be what I just spoke about. It's called the W. It's the last night of camp. The whole camp walks down in darkness to sit and we have like an open-aired amphitheater by the lake and our trippers canoe across the lake with a flame and the whole camp is silent and they just watch this flame come closer and closer mm-hmm. and they light the wicker W on fire and you just on the summer that's been and once the W has gone out of flames you can get up and slowly walk back to your cabin ready for the last night of camp and camp is so high energy that that serenity at the end of the summer where everyone's reflecting is a very magical moment 
Oh, absolutely. And you're talking about a ceremony that pretty much only happens once a summer. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. We only do that once a summer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's even more. What's yours? My favorite camp tradition. Ooh. Uh, So in the camps that I've grown up at, it's always been mealtime shenanigans. Good one. We spend like hour or so at a meal and we serve Mm. family style. The shenanigans start from as soon as you enter into the dining hall, like (laughs) the way that you sit down, the way that you thank the kitchen or a higher being or whatever the girls choose to to how we serve the food in a, such a silly way to how there'll be random games that counselors will play. There's just, there's so much lore around a meal time. There's in my home camps, we had table fairies that lived on the tables. It was a show. Every meal it. was not just a meal. It was a show. Mm-hmm. And <sighs> it was an opportunity to sit with people you hadn't seen all week or to connect with other campers that you hadn't met before. And it was just, every meal was super special. Those were just some of my favorite camp traditions. I'm wanting this podcast to go on for a long time. So I keep asking all of my guests, who should I interview next? Someone who is amazing. If you listen to the Go Camp Pro like realm of all of their podcasts, if you listen to those, Howie Grossinger is great. He's a fountain of knowledge. He is a camp owner. He's the owner of Walden, but he also is a camp owner and director of a day camp in Toronto as well called Camp Robin Hood. He does many podcasts. He's great. You'll have the best time. He should be on here for sure. Ooh, yeah, that's a big name too. <laughs> I've heard podcasts with him on it already. So yeah, Uh-oh. that would be a big day for the Camp Kids podcast to be able to get him. Yeah, he's great. Is there anything you would like to promote or anything exciting that's happening in your life that you want to talk about with our listeners thank you for listening to us have an amazing conversation for one come and check me out i'm at brit in the six all lowercase gram tiktok youtube shorts i'm there also my podcast is bits and pieces for the summer camp newbie and again i just i talk about camp i talk about my personal experiences i explain a bit of stuff of what international staff members go through and give a little bit of insight. So if you're curious or if you yourself are going through the experience for the first time or have gone through the experience, give me a listen and see if you relate. And I would love to hear from you because I love meeting people through social media and meeting people in the summer camp community because we all have very similar experiences and we're all very special types of humans. So it's great when we connect. Absolutely. I mean, everybody should, if you're not already, absolutely follow you, subscribe to your podcast. But also you've got a travel journal that you just released as well, too. I have created a digital download travel journal. It's just a great way to create a keepsake of your travels. And wellness journaling has become such a big thing in many people's lives, I feel, since the pandemic. And I've really made this travel journal that in a way. So I give you a space to say where you started your day, where you finished your day. If you like to draw, I gave you a space where you can like sketch or draw something. I even give you a space to things that you're happy that happened today. And then I give you space to just write down funny anecdotes or add pictures 
so that they don't get lost. And the great thing about it is you buy it once and then it's yours forever. So if you go on multiple trips and have it for as many trips as you go on forever. For me, I found journaling a really great therapeutic thing. As I did it for the first three summers of my summer camp experiences and they're a really great keepsake that I keep with my photo albums now. So they are something that I hold dear to my heart. They're the best souvenir you can ever have. So yeah, grab a travel journal today. There's a link on my Instagram. So go there. Oh my gosh. And I can 100% advocate for journaling. The journals that I have kept from my resident camp experience, you're right. It is the best souvenir that you will have. You will Mm -hmm. go back through them. You will read them again. And if you're not already documenting your camp experiences, you need to start. There's no better way to do it than through this. Now for friends who are maybe in a tech-free environment, can you download Mm. it, print it, and then use it as well? A hundred percent. And you can can print off as many pages. Borrow a printer for mom and dad. If you're a university student, print out your university, find a way to get it to your camp. Yeah. Use those credits at the end of the year. If you don't want to buy junk food, use them to print off this journal and then you're sorted. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Any final comments or thoughts that you wanted to share while you're on the Camp Kids podcast? No, I just want to say thank you so much for having me on. This has been amazing. I love chatting about camp and being able to chat with you like even though this has been like virtual chatting this is still amazing honestly anybody if you ever get a chance to do a summer camp experience take it with both hands. all right camp kids that was bethany make sure to contact them if you have any questions and check out all the links in the show notes if you are enjoying this podcast don't forget to like share and subscribe let's keep our camp kids community growing by spreading it to others who are part of the camp community Please leave a rating or review, preferably a five-star rating, so that others can also find our podcast. Next week, we've got another episode of the Camp Kids podcast for you, but you'll just have to wait until then to find out what it is. That's all that I have for you for now, but remember that this is good night and not goodbye.